Question 29 of Summa Theologica, Pars Prima, Trinity and Creation. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording is by Jim Ruddy. Summa Theologica, Pars Prima, Trinity and Creation by St. Thomas Aquinas, translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 29. The Divine Persons. Having premised what have appeared necessary notions concerning the processions and the relations, we must now approach the subject of the persons. First we shall consider the persons absolutely, and then comparatively as regards each other. We must consider the persons absolutely, first in common, and then singly. The general consideration of the persons seemingly involves four points. The signification of this word person, the number of the persons, what is involved in the number of persons or is opposed thereto as diversity and similitude and the like, and what belongs to our knowledge of the persons. Four subjects of inquiry are comprised in the first point. The definition of person, the comparison of person to essence, subsistence, and hypostasis, whether the name of person is becoming to God, and what does it signify in him. First article, the definition of person. Objection 1. It would seem that the definition of person given by Boethius is insufficient. That is, a person is an individual substance of a rational nature, for nothing singular can be subject to definition. But person signifies something singular. Therefore, person is improperly defined. Objection to Further, substance as placed above in the definition of person is either first substance or second substance. If it is the former, the word individual is superfluous, because first substance is individual substance. If it stands for second substance, the word individual is false, for there is contradiction of terms, since second substances are the genera or species. Therefore, this definition is incorrect. Objection 3. Further, an intentional term must not be included in the definition of a thing, for to define a man as a species of animal would not be a correct definition, since man is the name of a thing, and species is the name of an intention. Therefore, since person is the name of a thing, for it signifies a substance of a rational nature, the word individual, which is an intentional name, comes improperly into the definition. Objection 4. Further, nature is the principle of motion and rest in those things in which it is essentially and not accidentally, as Aristotle says. But person exists in things immovable, as in God and in the angels. Therefore, the word nature ought not to be, enter into the definition of person, but the word should rather be essence. And objection 5. Further, the separated soul is an individual substance of the rational nature, but it is not a person. Therefore, person is not properly defined as above. I answer that although the universal and particular exist in every genus, 
Nevertheless, in a certain special way, the individual belongs to the genus of substance. For substance is individualized by itself, whereas the accidents are individualized by the subject, which is the substance. Since this particular whiteness is called this, because it exists in this particular subject. And so it is reasonable that the individuals of the genus substance should have a special name of their own, for they are called hypostases, or first substances. Further, still, in a more special and perfect way, the particular and the individual are found in the rational substances which have dominion over their own actions, and which are not only made to act like others, but which can act of themselves, for actions belong to singulars. Therefore also the individuals of the rational nature have a special name even among other substances, and this name is person. Thus the term individual substance is placed in the definition of person as signifying the singular in the genus of substance, and the term rational nature is added as signifying the singular in rational substances. Reply to Objection 1. Although this or that singular may not be definable, yet what belongs to the general idea of singularity can be defined. And so the philosopher gives a definition of first substance, and in this way Boethius defines person. Reply to Objection 2. In the opinion of some, the term substance in the definition of person stands for first substance, which is the hypostasis, nor is the term individual superfluously added. For as much as by the name of hypostasis or first substance, the idea of universality and of part is excluded. For we do not say that man in general is an hypostasis, nor that the hand is, since it is only a part. But where individual is added, the idea of assumptibility is excluded from person. For the human nature in Christ is not a person, since it is assumed by a greater, that is, by the word of God. It is, however, better to say that substance is here taken in a general sense, as divided into first and second, and when individual is added, it is restricted to first substance. Reply to Objection 3. Substantial differences being unknown to us, or at least unnamed by us, it is sometimes necessary to use accidental differences in the place of substantial. As, for example, we may say that fire is a simple, hot, and dry body, for proper accidents are the effects of substantial forms and make them known. Likewise, terms expressive of intention can be used in defining realities if used to signify things which are unnamed. And so the term individual is placed in the definition of person to signify the mode of subsistence which belongs to particular substances. Reply to Objection 4. According to the philosopher, the word nature was first used to signify the generation of living things, which is called nativity. 
and because this kind of generation comes from an intrinsic principle this term is extended to signify the intrinsic principle of any kind of movement in this sense he defines nature and since this kind of principle is either formal or material both matter and form are commonly called nature and as the essence of anything is completed by the form so the essence of anything signified by the definition is commonly called nature and here nature is taken in that sense hence boethius says that nature is the specific difference giving its form to each thing for the specific difference completes the definition and is derived from the special form of a thing so in the definition of person which means the singular in a determined genus it is more correct to use the term nature than essence because the latter is taken from being which is most common reply to objection five the soul is a part of the human species and so although it may exist in a separate state yet since it ever retains its nature of unibility it cannot be called an individual substance which is the hypostasis or first substance as neither can the hand nor any other part of man thus neither the definition nor the name of person belongs to it second article whether person is the same as hypostasis subsistence and essence objection one it would seem that person is the same as hypostasis subsistence and essence for boethius says that the greeks called the individual substance of the rational nature by the name hypostasis but this with us signifies person therefore person is altogether the same as hypostasis objection two further as we say there are three persons in god so we say there are three subsistences in god which implies that person and subsistence have the same meaning therefore person and subsistence mean the same objection three further boethius says that the greek ousia which means essence signifies a being composed of matter and form now that which is composed of matter and form is the individual substance called hypostasis and person therefore all the aforesaid names seem to have the same meaning objection four on the contrary boethius says that genera and species only subsist whereas individuals are not only subsistent but also substand but subsistences are so called from subsisting as substance or hypostasis is so called from substanding therefore since genera and species are not hypostases or persons these are not the same as subsistences and objection five further boethius says that matter is called hypostasis and form is called usiosis that is subsistence but neither form nor matter can be called person therefore person differs from the others i answer that according to the philosopher substance is twofold in one sense it means the quiddity of a thing signified by its definition 
and thus we say that the definition means the substance of a thing in which sense substance is called by the greeks usia what we may call essence in another sense substance means a subject or suppositum which subsists in the genus of substance to this taken in a general sense can be applied a name expressive of an intention and thus it is called suppositum it is also called by three names signifying a reality that is a thing of nature subsistence and hypostasis according to a threefold consideration of the substance thus named for as it exists in itself and not in another it is called subsistence as we say that those things subsist which exist in themselves and not in another as it underlies some common nature it is called a thing of nature as for instance this particular man is called a human natural thing as it underlies the accidents it is called hypostasis or substance what these three names signify in common to the whole genus of substances this name person signifies in the genus of rational substances reply to objection one among the greeks the term hypostasis taken in the strict interpretation of the word signifies any individual of the genus substance but in the usual way of speaking it means the individual of the rational nature by reason of the excellence of that nature reply to objection two as we say three persons plurally in god and three subsistences so the greeks say three hypostases but because the word substance which properly speaking corresponds in meaning to hypostasis is used among us in an equivocal sense since it sometimes means essence and sometimes means hypostasis in order to avoid any occasion of error it was thought preferable to use subsistence for hypostasis rather than substance reply to objection three strictly speaking the essence is what is expressed by the definition now the definition comprises the principles of the species but not the individual principles hence in things composed of matter and form the essence signifies not only the form nor only the matter but what is composed of matter and the common form as the principles of the species but what is composed of this matter and this form has the nature of hypostasis in person for soul flesh and bone belong to the nature of man whereas this soul this flesh and this bone belong to the nature of this man therefore hypostasis and person add the individual principles to the idea of essence nor are these identified with the essence in things composed of matter and form as we said above when treating of divine simplicity reply to objection four boethius says that genera and species subsist inasmuch as it belongs to some individual things to subsist from the fact that they belong 
to genera and species comprised in the predicament of substance, but not because the species and genera themselves subsist, except in the opinion of Plato, who asserted that the species of things subsisted separately from singular things. To substand, however, belongs to the same individual things in relation to the accidents which are outside the essence of genera and species. Reply to Objection 5. The individual, composed of matter and form, substands in relation to accident from the very nature of matter. Hence Boethius says, a simple form cannot be a subject. Its self-subsistence is derived from the nature of its form, which does not supervene to the things subsisting, but gives actual existence to the matter, and makes it subsist as an individual. On this account, therefore, he ascribes hypostasis to matter and ousiosis, or subsistence, to the form, because the matter is the principle of substanding, and form is the principle of subsisting. Third article, whether the word person should be said of God. Objection 1. It would seem that the name person should not be said of God. For Dionysius says, no one should ever dare to say or think anything of the supersubstantial and hidden divinity beyond what has been divinely expressed to us by the oracles. But the name person is not expressed to us in the Old or New Testament. Therefore, person is not to be applied to God. Objection 2. Further, Boethius says, the word person seems to be taken from those persons who represented men in comedies and tragedies. For person comes from sounding through, since a greater volume of sound is produced through the cavity in the mask. These persons, or masks, the Greeks called prosopa, as they were placed on the face and covered the features before the eyes. This, however, can apply to God only in a metaphorical sense. Therefore, the word person is only applied to God metaphorically. Objection 3. Further, every person is a hypostasis, but the word hypostasis does not apply to God, since, as Boethius says, it signifies what is the subject of accidents which do not exist in God. Jerome also says that in this word hypostasis, poison lurks in honey. Therefore, the word person should not be said of God. Objection 4. Further, if a definition is denied of anything, the thing defined is also denied of it. But the definition of person, as given above, does not apply to God, both because reason implies a discursive knowledge which does not apply to God, as we proved above, and thus God cannot be said to have a rational nature, and also because God cannot be called an individual substance, since the principle of individuation is matter, while God is immaterial. Nor is he the subject of accidents so as to be called a substance. Therefore the word person ought not to be attributed to God. On the contrary, in the creed of Athanasius we say, One is the person of the Father, 
another of the Son, another of the Holy Ghost. I answer that person signifies what is most perfect in all nature, that is, a subsistent individual of a rational nature. Hence, since everything that is perfect must be attributed to God, forasmuch as his essence contains every perfection, this name person is fittingly applied to God, not, however, as it is applied to creatures, but in a more excellent way, as other names also, which, while giving them to creatures, we attribute to God, as we showed above when treating of the names of God. Reply to Objection 1. Although the word person is not found applied to God in Scripture, either in the Old or New Testament, nevertheless what the word signifies is found to be affirmed of God in many places of Scripture, as that He is the supreme self-subsisting being, and the most perfectly intelligent being. If we could speak of God only in the very terms themselves of Scripture, it would follow that no one could speak about God in any but the original language of the Old or New Testament. The urgency of confuting heretics made it necessary to find new words to express the ancient faith about God. Nor is such a kind of novelty to be shunned, since it is by no means profane, for it does not lead us astray from the sense of Scripture. The Apostle warns us to avoid profane novelties of words. Reply to Objection 2. Although this name person may not belong to God as regards the origin of the term, Nevertheless, it excellently belongs to God in its objective meaning. For as famous men were represented in comedies and tragedies, the name person was given to signify those who held high dignity. Hence those who held high rank in the church came to be called persons. Thence by some the definition of person is given as hypostasis distinct by reason of dignity. And because subsistence in a rational nature is of high dignity, therefore every individual of the rational nature is called a person. Now this dignity of the divine nature excels every other dignity, and thus the name person preeminently belongs to God. Reply to Objection 3. The word hypostasis does not apply to God as regards its source of origin, since he does not underlie accidents, but it applies to him in its objective sense, for it is imposed to signify the subsistence. Jerome said that poison lurks in this word, for as much as before it was fully understood by the Latins, the heretics used this term to deceive the simple to make people profess many essences, as they profess several hypostases, inasmuch as the word substance, which corresponds to hypostasis in Greek, is commonly taken amongst us to mean essence. Reply to Objection 4. It may be said that God has a rational nature if reason be taken to mean not 
discursive thought, but in a general sense, an intelligent nature. But God cannot be called an individual in the sense that his individuality comes from matter, but only in the sense which implies incommunicability. Substance can be implied to God in the sense of signifying self-subsistence. There are some, however, who say that the definition of Boethius quoted above is not a definition of person in the sense we use when speaking of persons in God. Therefore, Richard of St. Victor amends this definition by adding that person in God is the incommunicable existence of the divine nature. Fourth article, whether this word person signifies relation. Objection 1. It would seem that this word person as applied to God does not signify relation, but substance. For Augustine says, when we speak of the person of the Father, we mean nothing else but the substance of the Father. For person is said in regard to himself, and not in regard to the Son. Objection to Further, the interrogation what refers to essence. But as Augustine says, when we say there are three who bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and it is asked three what, the answer is three persons. Therefore, person signifies essence. Objection 3. According to the philosopher, the meaning of a word is its definition. But the definition of person is thus the individual substance of the rational nature, as above stated. Therefore, person signifies substance. Objection 4. Further, person in men and angels does not signify relation, but something absolute. Therefore, if in God it signified relation, it would bear an equivocal meaning in God, in man, and in angels. On the contrary, Boethius says that every word that refers to the persons signifies relation. But no word belongs to person more strictly than the very word person itself. Therefore, this word person signifies relation. I answer that a difficulty arises concerning the meaning of this word person in God from the fact that it is predicated plurally of the three in contrast to the nature of the names belonging to the essence. Nor does it in itself refer to another as do the words which express relation. Hence some have thought that this word person of itself expresses absolutely the divine essence as this name god and this word wise but that to meet heretical attack it was ordained by conciliar decree that it was to be taken in a relative sense and especially in the plural or with the addition of a distinguishing adjective as when we say three persons or one is the person of the father another of the Son, and so forth. Used, however, in the singular, it may be either absolute or relative. But this does not seem to be a satisfactory explanation. For if this word person, by force of its own signification, expresses the divine essence only, it follows that, for as much as we speak of three persons, so far 
from the heretics being silenced, they had still more reason to argue. Seeing this, others maintained that this word person in God signifies both the essence and the relation. Some of those said that it signifies directly the essence and relation indirectly, forasmuch as person means, as it were, by itself one, and unity belongs to the essence. And what is by itself implies relation indirectly, for the Father is understood to exist by Himself as relatively distinct from the Son. Others, however, said, on the contrary, that it signifies relation directly and essence indirectly, forasmuch as in the definition of person the term nature is mentioned indirectly, and these came nearer to the truth. To determine the question, we must consider that something may be included in the meaning of a less common term which is not included in the more common term. As rational is included in the meaning of man and not in the meaning of animal. So that it is one thing to ask the meaning of the word animal and another to ask its meaning when the animal in question is man. Also, it is one thing to ask the meaning of this word person in general, and another to ask the meaning of person as applied to God. For person in general signifies the individual substance of a rational figure. The individual in itself is undivided, but is distinct from others. Therefore, person in any nature signifies what is distinct in that nature. Thus in human nature it signifies this flesh, these bones, and this soul, which are the individuating principles of a man, and which, though not belonging to person in general, nevertheless do belong to the meaning of a particular human person. Now, distinction in God is only by relation of origin, as stated above while relation in God is not as an accident in a subject, but is the divine essence itself, and so it is subsistent, for the divine essence subsists. Therefore, as the Godhead is God, so the divine paternity is God the Father, who is a divine person. Therefore, a divine person signifies a relation as subsisting and this is to signify relation by way of substance and such a relation is a hypostasis subsisting in the divine nature although in truth that which subsists in the divine nature is the divine nature itself thus it is true to say that the name person signifies relation directly and the essence indirectly not, however, the relation as such, but as expressed by way of a hypostasis. So likewise it signifies directly the essence and indirectly the relation, inasmuch as the essence is the same as the hypostasis, while in God the hypostasis is expressed as distinct by the relation. And thus relation as such enters into the notion of the person indirectly. Thus we can say that this signification of the word person was not clearly perceived before it was attacked by heretics. 
Hence, this word person was used just as was any other absolute term. But afterwards, it was applied to express relation as it lent itself to that signification. So that this word person means relation not only by use and custom, according to the first opinion, but also by force of its own proper signification. Reply to Objection 1. This word person is said in respect to itself, not to another. For as much as it signifies relation, not as such, but by way of a substance, which is a hypostasis. In that sense, Augustine says that it signifies the essence, inasmuch as in God, essence is the same as the hypostasis, because in God, what he is and whereby he is are the same. Reply to Objection 2. The term what refers sometimes to the nature expressed by the definition, as when we ask what is man, and we answer a mortal rational animal. Sometimes it refers to the suppositum, as when we ask what swims in the sea, and answer a fish. So to those who ask three what, we answer three persons. Reply to Objection 3. In God, the individual, that is, distinct and incommunicable substance, includes the idea of relation as above explained. Reply to Objection 4. The different sense of the less common term does not produce equivocation in the more common. Although a horse and an ass have their own proper definitions, nevertheless they agree univocally in animal, because the common definition of animal applies to both. So it does not follow that, although relation is contained in the signification of divine person, but not in that of an angelic or of a human person, the word person is used in an equivocal sense. Though neither is it applied univocally, since nothing can be said univocally of God and creatures. The end of question 29.